0: Thanks for tuning in to The Happiness Playbook, a podcast where we explore the why and how of happiness. I'm your host, Neil Hooper, and I just wanted to remind you that life is a team sport, so let's play together. All right, let's kick things off today with our highlight reel where we share some of the good things happening in the world First up, after a historic space mission, astronauts Doug Hurley and Bob Behnken splashed down in the Gulf of Mexico on Sunday. But they had some time to burn before their pickup boat arrived, so they decided to prank call several people. Using their satellite phone, they called family, friends, and even the command center and just began messing with these people until they figured out who it was. Thanks for putting a smile on our faces, Doug Hurley and Bob Behnken. Uh, next up, a girl in New Mexico wins the $250,000 top prize in Teen Science Fair for inventing a tool that could prevent starvation in Africa. Get this, the 17-year-old invented a simple tool for predicting harvests early in the growing season, which helps to improve food distribution planning and offers a promising resource to aid groups working on global food insecurity how cool is that i'll tell you we all need a little more of this kind of news um we got people out there trying to make the world a a more sustainable place we got funny astronauts splashing down and prank calling people this is what we need more of If you have any positive highlights you'd like us to showcase on the podcast, go to playtheory.org and send them in on our contact form on the contact page. All right, so we got this podcast off the ground, which we are so excited about, Uh, but we also got a shiny new website that we want you to go check out. So if you go to playtheory.org, uh, again, you'll see some, some calls to action there. There's uh, a spot for you to contact us, as I mentioned. You can give us feedback. You can share some stories. Um, but there's also a call to action there you'll see about joining our Facebook group. Uh, but aside from that and, and the website, we got lots of other goodies in the works. So uh, we are so excited to deliver some awesome play theory opportunities here in the next few months. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Now, I got to tell you, I am very excited for this podcast to be off the ground. Moving forward, just so you understand the format a little better, we will be covering one of the four play theory principles each week. And just a refresher for those who may not be aware, those four principles are be present, let go and play, accept and build, and look outward. Outward. And if you want kind of a nice recap of the origin of play theory and kind of a deeper dive overview um, of those four principles, you can go back and listen to our first episode where I sit down and chat with the founder of play theory, Larry Florence. For today's show, I wanted to cover be present. What does it mean to be present? Being present means paying attention being focused, giving your whole mind and self to the moment. A meaty quote that I think really captures Be Present very well for me is the following quote by H. William Bennett As we think about these things, perhaps it would be well to remind ourselves that no matter who we are, we pass through life but once, and whatever record we make is made forever. Time keeps marching on. We live our lives, of course, in the present, one moment at a time. But with each tick of the clock, the present becomes the past, and the past cannot be changed. It is also true, however, that with each tick of the clock, a part of the future becomes the present. Thus, the key to a successful and happy life is to strive diligently always to make the most of the present. To make the most of each moment as it arrives if we can just practice the self-discipline necessary to do this our past can become glorious to behold and our future will be assured wow i love that quote and i love the distinction about the future and the past and and really the roles they play in being present If we are distracted, anxious, or full of regret, we will not be living our lives. We will miss the precious moments that come and go so rapidly each day. And I think, especially in our modern world, which is increasingly distracted, with all the technology, all the different companies and marketing campaigns vying for our every second of attention, it's becoming more important now than ever to unplug, relax, and be present. So I got to share something I started doing about two years ago. I realized that I wasn't being present, that I was being very distracted and I was missing out on very precious moments with my family, with my, with my children, my wife. And uh, it was interesting. I noticed I'd get to the end of the day and I couldn't really recall in vivid detail what had even happened. And so I started this practice that has really been a game changer for me. And what I started doing was describing my environment to myself to help ground me in the moment. When I'm feeling totally out of touch or distracted, what I do is I begin describing the light and how it's reflecting off the surfaces around me, the textures of the furniture I'm sitting on, everything in my environment. And as I begin to do this and really analyze visually what I'm, what I'm experiencing and seeing, it helps ground me in the moment. And what I've noticed is, I'm able to recall memories much more vividly when I'm doing this. And if I go on a trip and I take the time to be present and to, and to engage in this practice, I, I can remember the trip better. I can remember those moments. And so uh, that is just one example of how we can apply this principle. But to further illustrate this point, I wanted to share a story from Larie uh, from Florence, who is the co-founder of Play Theory, as I mentioned. Um, who you heard on episode one. So, Laurie shares an experience she had with, uh, with being present. So, Laurie shares, I agreed to chaperone 30 youth for a Shakespeare competition two states away. It was a five-day road trip. Just as I was walking out the door to start the 12-hour drive, I got some bad news. One of my children had just told me that they had gotten back together with someone they recently broke up with. I had felt only relief when that relationship ended because they'd been talking marriage and I did not feel good about it. And now I just knew that if they got back together, then they would get married and I was not happy about it. I was so emotionally overwhelmed that I felt physically sick, but I had so many people literally standing in front of me, needing me to follow through on the plan to go on the trip and there was no way I could step down or take time for myself. I was desperately trying to swallow back my tears as we started off. And to make matters worse, I couldn't explain to others why I was upset because that would be sending bad energy towards my potential future-in-law who would be marrying my child. So, I had to somehow manage his turmoil of emotion. As I got in the van, I remembered a young boy who had been visiting at my house the day before. He had fallen and scraped his knees and came in howling through tears because of the obvious pain. I was envious. I was howling on the inside and couldn't show it. I wished I could be scooped up and comforted as he had been in short order his tears had stopped and he was back outside playing again this made me think of play theory and how little children are masters without knowing it holding back my tears and trying to breathe normally through the emotional pain i was feeling i tried to ground myself in the present moment and focus on those in the car with me i remembered that you have to be present to feel gratitude so i tried to think of anything i was thankful for at first because of the intensity of my emotional pain, the only things I could imagine being thankful for were big, extreme, almost insincere things. Like, I'm grateful I'm not on fire. I'm grateful that semi-truck didn't crash into us and kill all of these kids. I'm grateful I'm not blind so I can see to drive. But then my pain started to slowly lessen and I began to see more of what I was really grateful for. Things like, I wasn't in physical pain, or that I wasn't dying from a terminal illness. I tried to think of my immediate surroundings again. I focused on what I could be thankful for in the van. I'm thankful for air conditioning. I'm thankful for the stereo. I'm thankful for the song playing on the stereo. Then I shifted to others in the van. I'm thankful for the other chaperone, for my child who's riding with me in this van. I thought of each one and their kindnesses toward me, I thought of my child's friends in the van and their relationship to me and my child. I thought of small moments, others had been kind to me, even the present moment when others who could sense I was not myself were being thoughtful and allowing me my space. I wondered how long I could keep up this idea of gratitude. My pain wasn't gone, but I was now able to breathe and the tears had stopped, threatening to flow. I thought of the road and how well marked it was and how easy it was to drive on. I thought of all the restrooms well spaced across the route. As I drove, I kept thinking of things I was grateful for. My cat, my yard, my husband, my car, the wheels on the car, a government that provides interstate roads, the people who organized the competition for Shakespeare, for the people who preserved Shakespeare's words, for the printing press, for ink, for my printer, for my computer, and on and on. This went on for hours, and it took those hours for me to fully calm down emotionally and finally be able to accept the bad news that had been so upsetting. I was ultimately able to feel true gratitude for being able to feel gratitude. Now, what I love about this story that Laria is sharing is the connection she's making between gratitude and being present. Gratitude is a powerful emotion that leads to well-being. And to further illustrate this point, there's an article on psychologytoday.com that dives even deeper into this connection between gratitude and being present. It says, gratitude improves psychological health. Gratitude reduces a multitude of toxic emotions from envy and resentment to frustration and regret. Robert Emmons, a leading gratitude researcher, has conducted multiple studies on the link between gratitude and well-being. His research confirms that gratitude effectively increases happiness and reduces depression. Now, how interesting is this? In that article, we hear of the emotions envy, resentment, regret. And these are all emotions that remove you from the present. And gratitude combats them head on. As we see in this story, gratitude saved the day. The truth is, we cannot get to gratitude if we don't first slow down and try to be present, just like we learned in the story. Gratitude can only be experienced while we are present. We have to really show up to be thankful. The ironic outcome to this story is that in the end, the bad news, the potential you know, relationship and marriage that was so upsetting didn't end up happening. They broke up shortly after the attempt at reconciliation. And just like in the story, we so often allow our thoughts to race ahead to one possible outcome based on current choices and mental states. There is plenty of road between current choices and situations and the final outcomes. And we're so good at racing down that road and... and forecasting the doom and gloom. But if we can practice staying present in the first place instead of racing ahead and predicting a a terrible future, we won't create so much trauma for ourselves in the first place. I am really excited to share with you now a scene from one of my all-time favorite movies, and that is The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. This movie has so many Examples of being present. And Walter Mitty, throughout the entire thing, he kind of has these daydreams where he gets so distracted and he goes off into his own world. And as the movie progresses, he begins to pay more attention to reality and he begins to take action. And it turns out his life is way more exciting than all of these daydreams he was having at the beginning of the film. I want to share with you. One scene in particular, though, that I think is very insightful for this concept of being present that we're discussing today. And it's after Ben Stiller's character, Walter Mitty, hikes to the top of this mountain to find the photographer who has the final negative photo for the last issue of the Life magazine, which is where Walter Mitty works. And he goes on this long crazy adventure looking for him and he hikes to the top of this mountain and he's up there for days you know trying to find him and then he finally finds him and sean penn's character is taking a picture of a snow leopard and the dialogue that ensues is so good and insightful and i just want to roll that that scene for you now how'd you find me anyway My mom, cool lady, knows how to bake. Yeah. Hey, why did you? When are you going to take it? Sometimes I don't. If I like a moment, I mean, me, personally, I don't like to have the distraction of the camera. I just want to stay in it. Stay in it? Yeah, right there. Right here. That looks like fun. I think I'm going to jump in. Hey, what what was the picture, Sean? We're going to be odd-numbered if you don't join. What was the picture? Let's just call it a ghost cat, Walter Mitty. Oh, it's so good. Great soundtrack, by the way. Oh, I love that movie. And I love this scene because Sean O'Connell, Sean Penn's character, is helping us understand how important it is to be present. That quote is so good. If I like a moment, for me personally, I don't like to have the distraction of the camera. I just want to stay in it. That is the essence of being present And uh, there are so many great examples throughout that entire movie. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend you watch it. But more importantly, I recommend that you stay in those special moments. Learn how to eliminate the distraction. You may not have a camera in front of your face like Sean O'Connell does in the movie. But what distractions are taking you out of these beautiful, precious moments I encourage you to identify those distractions and to eliminate them so that you can stay in the moment. We really want to apply these powerful concepts that we're discussing here on the Happiness Playbook. So here is my pro tip for the week on being present. You ready? Right now, I want you to be 100% present where you are. Feel your feet underneath you. Feel the weight of your physical body, whether you're sitting or standing. Take a moment to mentally connect to your physical being. Next, try to notice the exact moment you stop inhaling and when you begin to exhale. Can you notice how long that inhale takes? Can you make it longer? Later this week, when your thoughts are all over the place and you're distracted and stressed and you notice you're feeling some anxiety about something... Maybe taking a test, paying a bill, just meeting up with somebody you haven't seen in a long time. Ask yourself to be fully present. Revisit this little exercise. After grounding yourself to the present, see if you can step back from any perceived threats that are in the future and that don't exist in the present moment. Is there any regret from your past that is distracting you from this moment? Consider if you are in any real physical danger. Can you feel a bit of gratitude that in this moment you are safe? Take another big breath and say thank you for this safety, for this well-being at whatever level you may be at. Then ask what you can do in the immediate moments to resolve the threat you perceive that is in the future. Are you worried about your health? Go drink a smoothie. Take your vitamins. Are you anxious about a test? Go study for a set time or make a study schedule. Is it a bill to pay? Look at your budget and think about whether you can spend less. Commit to these actions and stay present with the well-being and gratitude you felt. Allow future thoughts that cause anxiety to pass by without dwelling and instead return to the feeling of safety and peace available in each moment revisiting your commitment to resolve the concern rather than dwelling needlessly on the worries of what may be coming. Oh, you lovely people. Isn't this fun? I can't wait to continue sharing these principles with you and inviting you to come on the show and share. If you have feedback please let me know. You can reach out again, as mentioned previously, on playtheory.org under the contact page and send us some feedback. Let us know what you thought of the show. Share some stories. If you got a Play Theory application story, we would especially be interested in hearing that. So please check it out. We're building a community of positivity promoters and want you to be a part of it. So please join the conversation on our Facebook group and sign up for our newsletter when it launches in the coming weeks. So we got lots of fun things on the way. Those are just a few of them to keep in mind. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Happiness Playbook brought to you by Play Theory. Remember to be present and that life is a team sport. Catch you next week.